Opinionators, and welcome back to everyone's favorite Blossom Recap Podcast, In My Opinionation. I'm your Nick Russo of the week, Eric, and joining me this week is Mallory and Jen. You know what's great about doing a recap podcast, guys? What? Tell us. Redoing a whole episode because of technical <laughs> issues. This isn't just a recap of um, of uh, Blossom, one of our favorite 90s shows. It's also a recap of the show we just recorded because technology. Yeah. Technology. I don't remember what I said, so this is great for me. And you know why we don't remember? Because now we've changed our scheduling. We Things have. are changing in the new year. This is the new year. We just back from holiday break. So new things are on the rise. Um, and you know what? The first thing we're going to add is news. Mallory, what's the news, my friend? Well, uh, so Maya Bialik uh, just announced, as well as a bunch of other cast members, that Jenna Vonoy, Joey Lawrence, and Michael Stoyanov are doing a guest spot on her current sitcom, Call Me Cat. And I'm super excited, you guys. It'll be my first episode I watch of that show. Yep, me too. (laughs) You can go back and watch season one. Uh, I have a a lot of TV. The Witcher just came out. There's like Mm -hmm. some other stuff that we are recording early. So I'm assuming I've watched all the Witcher. I don't know. I don't have a good one day. (laughs) (laughs) I need to rewatch season one. That's what I'm going to have to rewatch season one, then watch season two and then rewatch them both mm-hmm. together to see if it flows as a whole story. This is how we watch TV now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the days when you would just wait a week all the time? Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's, that's oh, the baby. worst thing about some like Disney and a couple other services are releasing week by week. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. there like I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled the last couple of years. And you know, what's great about being spoiled. You can watch all of Blossom all right now on Disney plus because it's yes. all there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is going to come out in a, just a couple of days, right? Yeah. So uh, the day that this episode we're recording drops is January 4th and the Call Me Cat episode is January 9th. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. They teased that um, Joey, Jenna and Michael are actors from Maya Bialik's character, Cat, uh, from her favorite childhood show. So I'm curious to see if this is a universe where both Cat and Maya Bialik exist and Cat's favorite childhood show was Blossom or if they're playing versions of themselves that were on like a fictional TV show called like Daisy or something. I, I hope it's Blossom, right? I hope so too. <laughs> I, I just don't know how, not that this is the kind of show where they're going to get into like the theory of the multiverses, but I just don't know how they would be able to well, so make it make sense. Interestingly enough, before Mayim Bialik was on Big Bang Theory, they made a reference in season one to Mayim Bialik, the girl from Blossom. Mm. Like they specifically said like, oh, the girl from Blossom is a neuroscientist or something. Like they talked about Blossom and then she was cast two seasons later. Mm-hmm. So technically in the Big Bang universe, Amy Farrah Fowler and Mayim Bialik both exist. Okay, interesting. It's like Bruce Willis on Friends. Yeah. She looks so yeah. different though on Big Bang, right? Yeah. Like there, there was a moment when I first saw her, I was like, is that Blossom? Because they like, they just full on like, I guess glasses girl. <laughs> like like those 90s glasses shows. Glasses change everything. <laughs> it's different character styling, right? Mm-hmm. Like we see that with other actors too, that they look completely different when you put them in a different outfit and do their makeup differently. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was watching She's All That not too long ago and Rachel Lee <laughs> Cook with her glasses and ponytail. Oh, right. Unrecognizable yeah. from the regular <laughs> The power of just pulling an elastic band out from your hair, right? And walking real slow down some steps. It's just mind staggering. So other than news, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll do a live um a live recording. Like watch it together. And just yeah, do I fun. think we should I think we should do something. We should do some because this is a big deal, you guys. Is, like they haven't been on the same set together in like a long time. So mm-hmm. this is a big deal. I'm super I'm, excited. I'm hoping Kate uh, meets up with me and uh, Maya Bialik. Oh, my God. I can't talk right now. Kat uh, and Maya Bialik meet yeah. up and they do like the split screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thing. That. that would be amazing. That I, would be so I know good. it's cheesy, but I love it. I yeah. would I be so all. mad. Would you? Would you? I would love it. I, I don't think I could deal with it. <laughs> this is why we have to record live. <laughs> to get together. Um, so some other things we're, we're changing our format from, you know, detailed descriptions of every scene. We're going to do more of a summary and commentary 
we'll still give a briefish, you know, type scene summary, but then we'll dive into things we really want to dive into and talk about. Yeah. I think we were getting a little bogged down in the details of who said <laughs> what, what scene. <laughs> and then they move from stage right to stage left. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, I mean, for me anyways, what's more interesting is, is our thoughts about the scenes and like the, mm-hmm. the connections to our lives and that kind of stuff and connecting with each other based mm-hmm. on like the framework of, of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like we're going to not talk about the scene. We're still going to no. give a brief. You'll still get a gist of what the episode is about. Yeah. Um, but there are more things in uh, in the plans. And also for a little bit uh, deja vu weird this episode, it is because we're recording it. So we might be like, did I say this already? But yeah, we did. did we technically did. <laughs> did we say that we're moving to uh, every other week instead not of yet. every week? No, no, we are. Spoiler. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, indeed. We are doing every other week because we're adults and we have things <laughs> we need We need to do those things and families that we need to take care of. So yeah. just, just every other week is going to help us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Opinionators. If you're angry at us, send us an email. You have our social media. <laughs> don't I take care of the email. Don't do that. I will say though, just because you don't hear us every single week, don't yell at me over email, but you can always, if you want to chat with us, you can email, yeah. you can go on our socials, look for In My Opinionation. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So even if you don't get to hear our our lovely voices every single week, you can still reach out to us. Tell us what you thought about episodes, fun ideas and thoughts you had about the show. We're still around. We yeah. still love you. And we want your feedback. We want to know what you, yeah. what you guys like listening to. Mm-hmm. Send your general love to Jen. Just, just, yeah. send, just send general Aww. love that way. Yeah. So this week, we're going to be talking about the 14th episode of season two, The Test. It was released on January 6th, 1992, or January 6th, 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 1992, and it was written by Don Rio and Sue Tenney. The episode was, of course, directed by our favorite 1920s. Uh, newscaster Zane Busby. Zane, Zane Busby. So that is something that won't change. So <laughs> don't worry. Cigar. We're going to keep that. <laughs> so our f- next new segment is the Russo Rundown. This is a fun little new thing where we're going to, you know, try and sum up the episode in 10 to 15 seconds. Uh, the first time we did this was terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so- you know what it's going to be this time? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> did anyone rewatch the episode? I did. No. So hopefully. I rewatched it. You guys didn't um, rewatch? I did. I said yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, Jen. I, I, I'm just a bad kid. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to fail the test. <laughs> we, we thought it would be funny. Foreshadowing. We, <laughs> <laughs> ah, we thought okay. it'd be fun if we didn't uh, write these out in advance and that we just tried to explain everything from memory. Yeah. And obviously there will be more details when we get into the breakdown, the b- 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 breakdown. So, yep. um, <laughs> so obviously this, to make this fun, we're going to start with Jen and I have my <laughs> timer here. <laughs> you know, if I'm the best one at this, y'all are going to feel so stupid. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. On my yeah. on go three, two, one, go. Okay, so the PSATs are coming up and all the kids have to take it and they're super nervous about it. And also Tony and Buzz go to the racetrack and Tony is now addicted to gambling. Bam! 10 seconds. You got it before the... Now I sort of want to put Mallory down to the 10 second line instead of 15. All right, we're going to do 15. I'm not going to get it all in 15, but we can try. (laughs) All right. In three, two... One, go. Nick tries to fix everything and he sucks at it. And Six and Joey are worried about the PSATs, but Blossom's not. But then switcheroo, she fails. And then Tony and Buzz go to the track and it goes just as good as you expect. Oh, 11 seconds. See, it's all good, people. It's all good. Okay, I guess I'll do. I'm going to try and do it in uh, less than 10. Let's see what happens. Nine seconds. (laughs) In three, two, one. Go. Nick's bad at fixing things. Uh, Six and Blossom take tests and it's hard. And uh, Joey's good. And then uh, Buzz is terrible gambling stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Buzz is terrible at gambling stuff. (laughs) That was nine seconds. No, Buzz is good at the gambling. (laughs) That's fair. No, I meant Buzz is terrible. And then there's gambling stuff. (laughs) Okay. Also gambling. 
So how do we do opinionators? Um, let us know in our socials. Like I said earlier, send it to Jen. Send love as well, right? Um, yeah. IMDB summarized the episode as Blossom freezes up during her PSAT test while Joey finds a way to excel on his SAT test. Tony fears that he may become addicted to gambling when Buzz takes him to the track. Buzz. I mean, that's fair. That's pretty astute. Buzz is terrible. Yes. <laughs> so... Shall we do it? Shall we b- 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 break this down? Break it down! <laughs> what, what? What, what? So we start off the cold open with Nick and Joey in the living room fixing the VSR and wah, wah. Nick gets electrocuted. The VSR? VCR. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I said VCR. Uh, <laughs> Nick gets electrocuted because Joey was reading the wrong manual to him. Uh, so before we break this down, the scene... Um, I'm going to do a little deep dive into the VCR or the video cassette recorder. Um, this is a machine that played and eventually recorded video from broadcast television and other sources onto a magnetic tape video cassette. <laughs> In the 1980s and 90s, uh, pre-recorded uh, tapes were made widely available for purchase or rental. That's why Blockbuster was a thing, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first videotape recorder was introduced in 1956 for broadcast recording. And then, you know, through development and other companies, we eventually get to 1971 when JVC created the most popular format, the VHS. Um, I said, I think I said J, uh, JVC because of uh, the company instead of mm-hmm. VCR, or I added the two uh, together earlier. Uh, you also said VSR, so I, yeah, uh, I don't I, know I, I'm if adding, that's... I'm adding everything. All the... <laughs> VHS? Is that where the S came from? VHS? V- VHS, uh, VCR. Yeah, yeah, VHS, that could have been it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so that was in 1971, <laughs> the VHS was uh, created. That's the most popular format, but there was also the Betamax format, which was released by Sony in uh, 1975, and there was this whole war between beta versus VHS. Um, do you guys remember this? Do you remember talking about no. this? Because we did. I remember talking about it. I don't remember. The, the beta Dude, war. You, you said it came out in 1985. I was no, born in 75, 75. Okay. So way before my time. But you didn't you didn't have it in your like no. grandparents' house? No. I, I know about Betamax the way I know about Atari. I know about or it. the way you know about like 8-track. Yes. You never yeah. had an 8-track or an Atari? Am I that no. old? We yes. probably <laughs> did, but I never used it. I had a karaoke machine in my oh, in my basement. Sorry. I had one of our karaoke machines. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> I had an 8-track thing in it. And I remember looking at it, I'm like, do we have 8-track karaoke tapes? And my parents like, no, we just play 8-tracks in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... It had two um, tapes on top of a a 8-track. It was amazing. And then you can control the different microphones. Man, I love karaoke. Uh, Me too. Karaoke's fun. It is. I'm debating once this virus thing is done to start a Christmas tradition with karaoke. We will talk about this off of the podcast. I'm excited now, though. Yes, yes. So that's exciting. So there was this whole war versus beta and VHS. And I remember it mostly because my my parents had VHS and we had VHS growing up, but my grandmother in the, in the States, she had beta. And I, I remember being like, Oh, these tapes are so cool. They're so little. They're like my size. <laughs> Cause VHS were very heavy when you're little. Yeah. They're massive. Right. When you're like three or four <laughs> giant tapes. Um, but also um, Betamax actually had a better video quality and audio quality than VHS, but the porn industry did, you know, put their, <laughs> they backed up the VHS. So <laughs> You're saying so many things. <laughs> the porn industry put there into, they backed up into. <laughs> this is also why Blu-ray, Blu-ray won. They yes. injected their. <laughs> they injected their, their, um, their positivity <laughs> into that format. Everyone just felt much better afterwards. Yeah. 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 It was, a, there's a, there's a, there's, People were relieved by it. We were all left very satisfied. <laughs> and Mally's turning a shade that I haven't seen before. <laughs> We've seen that shade before. Yeah, sure, that's true. Well, didn't you tell us, Eric, that like Sony wouldn't release the patents for Betamax or something? And that's like. They, yeah. So they wanted um, people to pay them to use that format. And yeah. everyone else was like, nope. No. VHS. That's also why the porn industry went to VHS because they didn't want to have to pay for. Of course. Stuff. <laughs> they had to pay for other things anyway um so uh, i think what i really liked about the scene is that um there's this 
concerned by Joey that he shouldn't be opening up this these electronics because it voids warranties. Do you remember that whole deal? Like, do you remember? Yeah. I remember seeing these on on electronics. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Tristan got really into like fixing and building computers and laptops and stuff. And he's definitely taken apart laptops where it's like, if you take off this sticker, <laughs> your warranty is void mm-hmm. and they, you know, puts more RAM in the computer. But yeah, did you guys take apart things to see how they worked when you were kids? All the time. I did. I loved it. Did you put it back together? And then there I was did. like one random screw left over. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I remember um, one of the first times I made a computer and I picked up the tower and I was like, what is jingling in there? That's oh, weird. No, no. It was just a random screw I had left in there. But at the time I was like, I fucked this up. I screwed it all <laughs> up guys. Don't turn it off. It's going to smoke. But no, I love, I love fixing things. I have like an old Fisher price record player that I've, I've fixed has, it needed a new band. So yeah. I just went in there and was like, okay, I guess I can buy this on Amazon. And it, I like fixing things. I think, I think the right to repair people are right mm-hmm. are correct. I don't want to say right yeah. too many times. Um, and I think that, uh, I think it's a good idea that we should be able to fix everything that we own. Cause we're throwing out a lot of shit now. We are. Yeah. And, and not, and recycling. If, if working in a restaurant or any sort of retail has taught me anything is recycling is bad on corporate or not bad on corporation, but corporations just don't care about it. They don't no, care. Even like, you know, even like household recycling, mm-hmm. like we were shipping our recycling to China. Like we're not doing anything with it. So mm-hmm. even like the regular household consumer trying to do the right thing and like use their blue bin or whatever, like it's not going where you think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only certain ones are. And even like, yeah. and it would be easier if you know each city had the same like recycling Mm -hmm. uh templates or whatever but like here we can't recycle black plastic for some reason Mm -hmm. and then you can in niagara falls in some places you can recycle styrofoam Mm -hmm. i'm just like okay so so the reason you can't recycle black plastic in toronto anyway i don't know about where you are but in toronto it's because the machines are too old so this like the scanner thing can't read the recycle symbol on it because oh. the it's too dark. That's Neat. literally what the problem is, is that they don't have a new enough machine that can see the mm. recycle symbol on the black plastic. Oh. It's ridiculous. You know, it, it's funny because I didn't actually know how they, how they sorted it. For some other reason, I assumed there was people just going, bip, 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 but no, that makes there's, more sense. Yeah, there's computer. like a really old computer <laughs> yeah. that looks for the little recycle symbol. That's neat. But, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, it would be, it would be neater if it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I've, I think isn't, didn't cop 24 or whatever, just end a little while ago for us. So we're recording in, in, uh, early December. So I feel like hopefully some changes will be made there for our planet. I mean, until corporations are held responsible for the like stuff they produce, it doesn't like it's, it, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that like, the individual is held responsible for recycling. Like More if you so, don't rinse, right? yeah. If, if you don't rinse mm-hmm. out your container, then you've contaminated all your recycling. Like why? Why isn't there just a washing thing when you like when the, you first when it goes on the conveyor belt or something? Like why? yeah, like there's there's lots of stuff where it just is passing the buck down to us, mm-hmm. and it it's it's the big guys that need to be held responsible. Like we mm-hmm. can't, but we're the ones that are made to feel shitty. If, yeah, like. A, piece of black plastic a few weeks ago made its way into a recycle bin one of us just wasn't thinking through it and whatever and literally they did not take an entire bin's worth yeah. of plastic really and we That's got that terrible. like dorky sticker with the cartoon on it saying oh no you have a piece of black plastic in your bin like oh i've never off. seen that i started take fuck a picture the next time it happens <laughs> yeah. well and then like i like i live in an apartment building where my recycling goes in with everybody else's so if, yeah if, if not everybody's on that's why it shouldn't be on us right like it needs to be on yeah. the corporations and like i can't control what everybody else in my building does <laughs> like, no do you have a separate shoot for recycle we have a try sorter so like there's a button that you're supposed to be able to push where it okay. like puts it to the right thing but it's always broken yeah, I was and say, even when it's yeah. even when it's not broken, I'm not convinced that it actually like does what it says it does. Yeah, any building that I've been in, it's usually just throw it down the chute. I'm like, yep. uh, that makes me feel shitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. my building before this one was a a really small like four story walk up, and it was just a bunch of blue bins and green bins and black bins in the garage, mm-hmm. and you'd go in and people would have thrown whatever in whatever bin. So like, yeah. there's 
even even when it's a smaller place and like you can put it in the correct bin, it doesn't matter if your neighbors aren't doing the same thing and it shouldn't be our responsibility to begin with. So Mm -hmm. fair, fair. Also on the idea of right to repair, you should unplug electronics when you're fixing them. So you don't get electrocuted mm-hmm. like Nick, mm-hmm. yep. like that's a, that, that's bad, bad news. That, bears, was, guys. that was like, first of all, don't, yes, yeah, don't <laughs> leave it plugged in. Also when he's like, oh, I'm plugging the wire in, he just pokes at it with a screwdriver. Yeah. That's not how you use it. That's why everything in his house is broken. That's yeah. true. True. Much the hilarity of this episode. Um, so Joey also mentions that he's studying for the SATs, which he soon out, we soon find out is one of the main themes of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, then we move on upstairs where Six and Blossom are studying for the PSATs and Six starts stressing out about them, which is, you know, super relatable and probably one of the most relatable things, at least to me in this episode. Apparently when you open the test, you hear the screams of all the people who have <laughs> failed. Huh. I, I need to point out Six's hair girl because it is different (laughs) so like up until this point her hair has been half up and now we've come back from christmas and the kids are a little older and six's hair is down it's down but like very clearly it's like sleek curls like she's put it up in rollers the night before it's very like coiffed there's like deep side part and very swoopy bangs it's girl our children are growing up Mm -hmm. i too noticed this hair thing for sure the first time i watched this (laughs) yes yes me a man noticed the hair no literally when we recorded this the first time i was like i didn't notice six's hair at all (laughs) not at all nope but but i did notice the second time it does look a lot a lot more um, older yeah yeah yeah. And actually the next couple episodes, there, there are times when I'm like, oh, these kids have really grown up, mm-hmm. not in a creepy way, but like they've actually, no, you know, they're, they're, they're growing up. They started like what in season one, they Blossom was like 13, 14. And now we're yeah. heading into like 15, turning 16. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. getting, they're, they grow yeah. up so fast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I did a little bit of just research on the SATs because obviously we're all yeah. Canadian. We don't yeah. need to do this. We have sort of equivalent you guys, you guys had standardized in, t- testing didn't you yeah we, we had, had eqao not me. in the literacy <laughs> test <laughs> yeah we old. had a li- we had one that was a literacy and i think one that was like a math in grade nine mm. standard test so it was like the sats but there wasn't half the amount of pressure put on these canadian no. tests that there is on the SATs. because we're canadian well <laughs> we don't well, care so they weren't <laughs> They weren't like placement tests of any sort, right? Like it no, wasn't like no. if you did badly, you weren't going to go mm-hmm. into university or if you did badly, you had to take like remedial math or whatever. It was to assess like the average child of that age, like what the average like grade 10 knows, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was made to basically reshape curriculums as they needed to be done in future years. Yeah, which they didn't do, but. Which they never did, but. <laughs> But they did a test. So it's Thank you, Stephen Lecce. <laughs> yeah, oh, so the SATs obviously are more for um, juniors and seniors to get a good enough grade for a college to notice you. Mm-hmm. And I was curious because um, Joey takes the SATs, but the two girls are taking the PSATs. So I looked into that because I wanted to see what the difference was between the two of them. So the PSATs were started in 1971. Um, they're taken by juniors in high school and they're used primarily to identify national merit scholars and um they're sort of the benchmark to give out award scholarships Mm. so that by the time you're in senior year and you start applying you can kind of figure out your financial situation Mm -hmm. um the biggest difference i could see between what was actually in it because it's seen as like a prep test right for the next year well doesn't the p stand for prep or practice or yeah something to that effect yeah so it's about you get 15 minutes less it doesn't include an essay which i know is a big part of the lit on the sats Mm -hmm. and it's scored on a slightly different scale and they did mention in this scene and I think in a scene after this, something about you get a certain amount of points just for putting in your name. So I Mm -hmm. looked that up as well. And it's technically true. Um, So the idea behind the PSAT is that on each section, the math and the lit, you can't actually score lower than 200. So even if you were to put nothing in either of those sections, but you wrote your name down, on a technicality you're getting 400 points that's so weird just have zero like yeah yeah it's it's a weird thing 
Yeah. But I did check because they mentioned it a few times of, oh, yeah, as long as you write your name down, you get 400 points. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's weird that the, so the P is preliminary. Um, preliminary. The PSATs don't, don't um, test uh, critical thinking. No. It just does mm-hmm. writing and math. Like you, I feel like you'd want to work on the critical thinking if, you know, you didn't do well on it the first time. Right? It's I, the hardest thing to learn. Like yeah. you can have an idea, but if you can't back it up, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. I mean, but seeing what's happening to the states right now, I don't think they're really concerned about critical thinking or have been. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Bam, 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 bam. You should add that. In the I mean, world. yeah, Ooh. like no, that's fair. Uh, as we're recording this is when the the su- Supreme Court hearings oh. are going on. Oh my god! Uh, potentially to repeal Roe v. Wade mm. uh, and restrict access to abortion. So I'm not surprised they don't they don't care about critical thinking i know but you know i don't think those people care about what uh any earthen vessels are thinking about oh god <laughs> did you hear about that Jen? <laughs> okay so uh, one oh of god. these like senators or whoever the fuck that was like trying to like argue against abortion was of course um talking about it in terms of the bible because mm-hmm. all the people who apor- oppose abortion are mostly very uh, uh very right-wing very religious people mm-hmm. um and he referred to women as earthen vessels to carry babies that's that's what we are we're not we're not people we're just there to carry and produce babies is your um, vagina not made of clay <laughs> do, I, do i have a weird thing no, you might have to get that checked out i might i think i need to make an appointment guys <laughs> oh my god <laughs> cheers yeah. um yeah um were we talking about SATs? Yes. Yeah, we got way off track. <laughs> um, the one thing I also appreciate about this uh, scene is that Six calls um, the anxiety that she's feeling TAS, test anxiety syndrome. And that's mm-hmm. definitely something that I know most of us have felt. For, oh, yeah. Uh, do, yeah. Do you do you guys get anxious about tests? Um, I'm more anxious about studying. Like, I, okay. I, I test fine, which yeah. is, I, I just hate. I hated studying. I was like, this is a lot of shit I have to remember, especially mm-hmm. if it's like those um, regurgitate tests. Like I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. If it's something that I learned and I can apply. Like I like essays because you can just talk. Of, Critical talk thinking. Out, yes. You can talk <laughs> out of your ass and just, you know, talk yeah. as long as you can back yourself up. Yeah. I feel like you can get through life most of the time. But if I have to remember like history, like dates and facts, I'm just oh. like, oh, God, I hate this. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Yeah, yeah I, I'm worse the night before when I still feel like I have hours to cram things into my brain. If I'm mm. sitting down and I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once get, yeah. Once <laughs> you get into the test room, like I'm always just like. I, I say as if I still take tests. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was always just like, well, if I don't know it, like, you know, you go through and you like immediately do all the questions that you know, and then the ones mm-hmm. that you don't know, you come back. To, and if I, by the end of the test, I come back to it and I still don't know it, like sitting here and stressing about it for an hour isn't going to make me know it. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about at that point when you're in the test is that, well, maybe we should save this for like, ah, no, we'll talk about it now. Um, is that they, at least for my, the one, the critical thinking exams they usually give you like paper so if i'm doing mm-hmm. this stuff beforehand i'm like i can jot down things i was like on oh shit i remember paper. this i remember this early i gotta mm. write this later and then yeah. i just keep on putting notes and then i just have like notes and notes of or pages and pages of notes for yeah. that essay that yeah. i eventually have to write and then when yeah. i get to the essay and i'm like oh shit i forgot something and it's like oh god damn it anyway mm-hmm. that's how that's how my brain worked in just yeah i would always yeah. get us like for the essay questions and stuff i would ask for a scrap piece of paper and i'd write out like bullet points of like mm-hmm. here are the arguments that i want to make here are the things that support those arguments and then once i had that all figured out i would write out the there were some times where they would tell us the essay topic in advance so you could like mm-hmm. yeah practice write your mm-hmm. essay and then you like had it ones. in your brain kind of i like yeah. those ones a lot yeah. um that didn't happen often but when it was you knew you had a cool teacher um so then we we move out of the blossoms room we head downstairs to the kitchen where anthony is sort of lost in life he's sort of asking buzz for life advice which we know is already a bad idea since he's he's asking buzz uh, he wants some adventure in his life because things have hit a lull he's sort of going through the you know, same thing same old things and buzz suggests <laughs> because he's amazing that they should go to the racetrack he, he suggests gambling to the former mm-hmm. addict that's such a terrible mm-hmm. choice buzz <sighs> 
terrible, terrible choice. And we obviously know that it's a terrible choice because Nick later in the scene is concerned that Tony's going to be doing this with Buzz. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the lesson of this episode is don't trust Buzz. Right. Yep. That, that, yep. And then that's it for this, uh, in my opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the only valid thing that Buzz says in this whole thing is he's like, I have ground rules for what I do when I go to the racetrack. Yep. It's like, n- yep. I have a plan, never falter from the plan. Don't like bet on something on a whim. And he's like, says only take $10 in, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is actually really smart. And I've only gambled a few times, but I have done that. It, yeah. is, it is really smart. I feel like it's harder these days to only bring yeah. a set amount of money with you because we have such easy access to our like debit and credit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's yeah. it's on people's phones. It's on my watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's so easy to like you can't just take ten dollars cash and be like, that's that. Like, it's so yeah. easy to. And a, a lot of uh, casinos are now adding the tap to their. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. They're their whole goal is to get you to spend more and yeah. more and more. It's sort of sad. Like I, I like I told you last time we recorded this. <laughs> um, I, remember I worked, that listeners? Remember that time? Um, I used to work at Casino Niagara and I worked three or two different shifts. I worked the midnight shift and the swing shift. The swing shift is um, for four till whatever time in the morning I worked um, 4 PM till whenever time in the morning. And you would see the same regulars mm-hmm. at both shifts. So it's sort of sad, but it, you know, gambling is hard, man. That's a hard yeah. addiction. To get. Yeah. I feel like it's even worse mm-hmm. in the States too, mm-hmm. because at casinos, they just walk around and give you free drinks. Like, I don't think they can mm-hmm. do that in Canada. They do. No, they do for certain people. For certain High people. rollers. Yeah. 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 But yeah, in the States, they're just like, oh, here's all the free drinks. So they're getting you drunk mm-hmm. and like you're gambling. Like it's yeah. just it's it's such a terrible combination. It also <laughs> helps that they have no windows. They have no yep. clocks around mm-hmm. like that's those are things that yep. casinos are designed to do. Um, I've, I didn't say it on this podcast, but I used to or not on this podcast. I meant our recording right now. I said it last <laughs> time um, I used to work with the internal banks and carrying money around. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot of everything is stressful at a casino and then add an addiction on top of that. It's just worse. But I will say that the team at the casino for helping people who realize that they have a problem is really good. Like every machine Mm -hmm. has a a number you can call, or they say you can talk to any of our employees and we'll get you help. And they do actually try at least try in Canada. I don't know if they do that in the States. Do Do you think that's like a legal like government thing? I, I feel like the the number is, but I don't know mm-hmm. if the having someone come and actually talk to you and then mm-hmm. they'll they'll take you to a car or to yeah. somewhere to talk to someone. And I think that's actually pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Like, I mean, whether or not it's mandated or like mm-hmm. it's it's still a good thing to be doing. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of training about gambling addiction while yeah. before you take the job. Like movies and movies of fun, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Yeah, well, I think that's that's similar to like Smart Serve, right? Like, oh, I did you, that too. You have to be licensed to to serve alcohol so that you can recognize when someone's been overserved, or you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so again, Buzz bad, but you know, good that he had rules like like people should have. Yeah, Tony, um, uh, Joey actually ends up coming in while they're while they're talking and asks Tony for advice about which university pick, which eventually leads to Nick and Tony talking about how well Blossom will do on the SATs. Mm-hmm. SATs? SATs. SATs. <laughs> um, as they fix the sink or the garburator, um, we had this chat about a garburator. We only call it the garburator in Canada. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, Mallory, did <laughs> like you want to talk about that? field. <laughs> yeah, they call it the gar. So as far as I'm aware, you can't get a, a garbage disposal in Canada anymore, or at least in Ontario. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they're like, no longer allowed. safety hazards <laughs> my, my bubby still has one i haven't seen her use it in a long time maybe mm. okay so they got the kitchen renovated like seven years ago seven or eight years ago so maybe it got taken out then mm. but they did have one for a really long time yeah i just try not to throw you know stuff down the sink <laughs> then i don't need the garburator to fix yeah. everything um yeah. But, you know, Blossom ends up coming in, overhearing everything, and she starts popping her colors. Like, yeah, damn straight, I'm I'm great. Um, yeah. And then Nick, Tony asks if uh, if Nick saved any of his reports, because he says that he saves Blossoms, all of them, because yeah. she's such a good student. And 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 Nick's like, uh, yeah, I saved your, your first clean pee report. Wait, clean urine test, urine test, not pee report. <laughs> pee report. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did your parents ever save any of your your stuff? Yeah, when my mom moved out west, she gave me a bunch of stuff. I have boxes here. <laughs> like when my parents mm-hmm. moved to a smaller house, they're like, I'm like, I don't know if I need my grade one like grammar book. <laughs> but you know what? Your your mother will fucking cry if you talk about yeah. throwing it out because I have boxes and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. And she's like, you better not get rid of it though. And I'm like, but you don't want it. Clearly, you don't want it. She's like, I do, just not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I want it in your house. I want it in your house, but I need to know it exists yeah my mom my mom gave me like i think there's more stuff at my in my bubby's basement but she gave me a few things and um there were some old letters to santa oh that's adorable yeah and uh my prized possession which is my nursery school diploma i am a master of kinder arts and and skills it's freaking diploma you should frame that that's amazing it's already framed it's already framed framed. it came framed oh that's amazing <laughs> i'll oh. find it and i'll show it to you Eric. yes the, please put the it amount on the social pride and how many times you bring up this diploma mallory <laughs> i mean i would be more proud of it than my university diploma. <laughs> i'm pretty proud of my nursery school diploma you guys i'm a master of something oh I got to admit, I, I'm one of those people that keeps a lot of stuff. I don't know if you noticed that, but I like keeping <laughs> stuff. Nobody um, notices that. This is an audio medium. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe one day I'll just take a picture of my room. People, can There's be a like, lot of stuff Why? in his basement. <laughs> Why is this all there? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so we uh, we headed back upstairs where Six is leaving. Nick wishes her the best on her test, which is, you know, nice and comforting for someone who's freaking out. Um, then Nick and Blossom have a chat about whether she's nervous or not for the PSATs, but don't worry. She's not. Then Nick does the best thing a parent can do. And he lays down the don't fuck up because we need the scholarship because we're mm-hmm. poor talk. And even if it's a joke, that's, that's a terrible thing to put on. The yeah. Child. He yep. tries to say it like he's joking, but like, don't joke about that with a child. Like that's not, it's, it's, it's not something to joke about with your kid, especially the youngest kid when you're mm-hmm. like, well, you have two older brothers and they've already fucked up. So now yeah. it's really on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like ugh, just Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know as, as a, as a parent that's, that has a child going through tests right now, I'm like, I'm trying not to stress her out too much, but I do like, there's that idea of stressing someone out and giving them the idea that it's important to do well on tests. And I think that's right. where uh, the difference has to be. Like yeah, I'm not telling, well, I'm not telling Kateri that if she screws up her spelling test, we're not taking, we're not going to feed her or anything. No, <laughs> I think that's, that's the difference, right? Is yeah. like, Nick is saying like, if you don't do well on this, like we can't afford to send, like he's, he's tying it back to something concrete as opposed to saying like, you will feel better about yourself if you do the best you can, mm-hmm. whatever that outcome is, is, irrelevant like you need to do the best you can exactly. he's he's tying it back to it's not just about blossom it's about the family because yeah. like as soon as you put money into a kid's head that they're responsible for the financial well-being of their mm-hmm. entire family like mm. and, that's and, insane yeah and especially since there has been a running theme about them being low on funds this whole season so yeah i appreciate that storyline being continued but not in this context no no, <laughs> no. so we head over to school where probably one of my favorite scenes uh, plays out and it's all the kids in the hallway freaking out before the test, because this is 100% real. Mm-hmm. Six and Joey are freaking out, but Blossom still cu- uh, cool cu- cucumber tries to calm them down. Um, I remember people freaking out in the hallways before the OAC test, because they're like, this is the university test. This is the one mm-hmm. that's going to get me in school. Mm, I'm like, we didn't have if, that. You, if you fucked up already, you're not getting into university. They look at everything guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, um, I, I told you guys this last time we recorded, I'm going to keep saying that because we, <laughs> we did that. But um, at McMaster university where we went to university, there used to be people outside of the gyms where we would have yeah. our exams that would mm-hmm. give out crackers, like soda crackers because of the salt and the composition of the cracker it would calm people's stomachs down. Yeah. That's why you eat soda crackers when you're sick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So and I thought those calm cool. everywhere. Yeah. We didn't, I don't remember that. I remember getting like branded pencils. I, I think the pretzels they have to give to you. These were these were like no, this no, was no, like this, student university. Or- no, this would this would be like like SAT prep, like because you could you could like prep yeah. for like the LSATs or whatever to go study yeah. in the states, and it would be the companies that. that do the like run those courses, wanting to mm-hmm. advertise to you and standing mm-hmm. outside the gym and giving you one of their branded pencils. Yeah, that's fair. I did yeah. get I got one of those books and I got a couple of pencils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have preferred the crackers. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crackers are good. And uh, they, they he could be like, can I have more? And I'd be like, yes, please give me more. I'm really nervous. I need more crackers. You have cheese with these crackers? <laughs> it would really you, calm me down. You, you know what would really help? Just if you had like a really nice Pinot. <laughs> go with these two crackers. I think it would really calm my nerves. Yeah, yeah. So then we enter the classroom and everyone is freaking out because, you know, they're in the test. Uh, but to the, to their resolve, they do get to work as soon as the test starts. Blossom, on the other hand, hears the screams of past testers when she opens the test and starts to climb up. <laughs> She's fumbling around, which is played off as funny, but man, it's really sad to see our hero, you know, fumble. Yeah, she forgets her name. Yeah. yeah. She she gets hit hard with mm-hmm. with anxiety, like out of nowhere for her too. I think she's never experienced anything like this before. Yeah. Well, she seems well. She seems to be the uh, the golden child, right? But yeah. this does lead to a fun like seventies type Animal House shot yeah. where we go we close in on each person and they talk about how well they do in their life after they take this PSAT test mm-hmm. um, and. I'm going to talk about a couple of the people that we talked to. There's one person that I didn't really get anything into IMDb, but I think Mallory has something on him. Um, so the first uh, one of the person people we get to talk to is Megan McGinnis, who has appeared on stage and on screen. She'll she'll appear on Blossom a couple times, but you may recognize her as Lula from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, yeah. and, uh, she was in the touring cast of Come From Away as Bonnie, mm-hmm. but I think that tour had stopped again. I don't know if it's mm. continued. Oh. So we'll we, yeah, uh-huh. we we saw her in the Rockumentary episode. Uh, we talked a bit about her then, but um, it's it's interesting to see her here again, Jen. I think we we kind of decided because it was technically a different character in the Rockumentary, yeah. but I think we decided that because it was a a like fantasy dream sequence, it was Blossom casting people she knew. Yeah, in the yeah. movie, that was what we decided. So yeah. we're saying it's the same character. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know why I didn't do this in order, but the first person that we talked to is Jason Marsden. Yeah, who was on Boy Meet World, Boy Meets World, and then continued to do a billion voice roles, including and uh, most famously, at least for me, Max Goof from the Goof Troop. And yeah, Haku from uh, Spirited Away. Can I read the first couple of sentences from his IMDb bio? Of course you can. Okay. Because it's it perfectly describes him. You've seen him. You've heard him. Appearing across platforms such as television, feature film, animation, video games, commercials, talking toys, promotion, narration, and the internet. As a result, Marston is affectionately referred to as that guy from that show. <laughs> it's nice. Shady. He was also in one of your favorite movies. Yeah, at least you two, your favorite movies. Which he one? Was, he was in Hocus Pocus. He was Thackeray Banks. Yes, that's right. He was Thackeray Banks. Yeah. And he and was I, also, he did a voice on The Weekenders and he was in Erie, Indiana and Full Eerie, House. Indiana. Erie, Indiana. Which had everyone, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he is, he is going to be on another episode of Blossom as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next person they talk to is a Woody Allen type character. I didn't get anything on him, but. He's not credited on IMDb. But, you know. Mm. This is the time when uh, Woody Allen jokes were still fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So much Woody Allen in this show so far. Yeah. Was, I feel it, like there was just a lot of Woody Allen in pop culture at the yeah, time. This, this was peak yeah, Woody Allen true. times, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the last person we talked to is Omar Gooding, the younger brother, bro, younger brother of Cuba Gooding Jr. And another person who has had a great TV career. Mm-hmm. Most, re- most recently played Anthony Stallworth on Family Time. And one of you guys said he was on a sh- something. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so he first, first of all, first of all, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was on the episode of Blossom where Joey accidentally gets put in the smart English class. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was like the guy in that class. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to appear in three more episodes of Blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recognize him from this early 2000s, late 90s show called Smart Guy, which was, if you know, Tia and Tamara. Sister, sister, their um, (laughs) their younger brother Taj, I believe is his name, uh, had his own show as a kid where he played like a genius kid who was like ten and went to high school with his brother. And Omar Gooding played his brother's best friend, so he was a regular on that show. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's another one of my childhood childhood shows. Yeah, well, we we do end up finishing this scene with blossom and she's like saying that she just you know fails at life and everything is ruined and mm-hmm. again we get to feel sad for our hero because pressure man pressure yeah. i i relate to that feeling so much i mm. there's 
there's been times in my life and I'm sure there will continue to be times in my life where I choose not to do things for fear of failing because I feel like if I, if I am not perfect, the world will end like literally like everybody will hate me. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to get out of that spiral. This is why some people think that I procrastinate, but it's like, there are things that I just don't want to, if I don't have it perfect, Mm -hmm. I don't want it out in the world. And I hate that. I hate that feeling. Like it's, it's so hard, especially my husband is very good at saying done is better than perfect. And like, we can fix it later. And I wish that I could Mm -hmm. like change my brain to feel that way. Because it's true. Like it a hundred percent is true. Like just get the thing done and then you can fix it later. And like, nobody's going to think you're a screw up if it's not a hundred percent perfect, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really tough to get out of that mindset that like, yeah, if it, if there's one small mistake, if I make a mistake, if I don't have the right answer, people are going to think I'm the stupidest person in the world. Like I argue with people a lot because I need to be right. <laughs> Or we don't know everyone's that. gonna hate me. What? <laughs> no. What? No. No. We don't argue, we discuss. Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I, I feel like a lot of the actors I know or the actor friends that we have are all the same. Like we all feel this mm-hmm. way. Like we're all like, it has to be perfect. And I don't know if I don't know if that's an actor mindset where we're like, we need to keep rehearsing until it's great or like right there. Cause I don't know. I think it's an artist mindset because yeah. I'm sure everybody goes through this no matter what your brain is like, but I think especially for an artist mindset, it's you do feel like you're putting a certain amount of like your oh, I hate saying this. You're like soul or whatever into I yeah, I know. Eric is laughing. No, but no, it's but true. I, I agree. You're not just doing a thing to get it done, like you're putting a piece of yourself into it, no matter what it is. And if somebody doesn't like that thing, that means they don't like you because yeah. of what you perceived you were putting into the project this mm-hmm. is why i was very very impressed with you last year jen is because you did that that musical theater challenge where you just put out a video every day and i was like i could oh, yeah. I, I tried to do that but the first video i did took i took like what 30 takes and i was like nope i can't do this it's not going out none of it none of it that going was out. weirdly one of the hardest things like i forced myself every single day and sometimes there was a dumb little caption where i was like I sound like shit today. I wasn't feeling it. I did it anyways. And that part of it was the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Poor Matt. Like I, again, I was doing like five takes of each thing and he just sat there and took it from the other half of the house. He just had to listen to me all day, every day for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you guys know, I, I did that self tape recently for that uh, yeah. audition that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And God, it took me forever just to get to the point where I was like, I think I can, I can record now. I think I can record yeah. now. Yeah. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to do it at all. And I, I was like, I can't do that to myself. Like, I know I've done it so many times that I'm just like, oh, self-tapes are annoying. Yeah, they are. <sighs> they are. Anyway, enough of our theater life. Theatrical <laughs> life. <laughs> theater feelings. <laughs> so we move over to the 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 plot line that I don't like. Um, at the tracks where Tony and Buzz are wooden big and Tony is really getting into it. And there's this whole like, like really getting into there's it. There's like though. a 20s yeah. vibe, right? With Tony. Uh, and Buzz warns him that it's not about the money, but it it's for the women, I guess. Oh Ew. Buzz. He's Buzz. he does say something. His last thing is it's for the women. But he does have this like preface of saying something about it's for the endorphin rush or what? Like he says something else before he says it's for the women, which is just as bad. But like, we have literally, like you say, it's his 1920s reaction that Tony has, but it's like almost uncomfortably orgasmic. Also yes. his reaction. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're right. Oh, uh, like I felt a little bit weird watching it. This is a yeah. family show, you guys. I know. And then it, it, it peaks more like in the next scene with him, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He does this like, bug eye thing like everything yeah. just like ah yeah well well before it gets too uncomfortable we move over to joe, joe and blossom <laughs> coming home to, from school and nick asks them how they did and joey's like you know what i did awesome and then blossom mm, not so much runs up to her room yeah embarrassed and you know being the golden child you know she's probably feeling it even worse mm-hmm. um but then we go you know we have only two so much so much feelings at at one point. So we got to go back to Tony and Buzz, right? Oh, and just that that, that orgasm, <laughs> just continues. <laughs> that orgasm of money, um, money gasm. Yeah, I guess we find out that Tony and Buzz had has made about seventy eight thousand dollars at that. That's point. a lot of money. 
and and Tony decides to go against one of the rules and mm-hmm. wants to you know place a bet on a late entry called Young Blossom because you know Blossom Blossom it's clearly sister. a sign it's a sign mm-hmm. yeah. he's <laughs> going against the plan I, I appreciate that Buzz is like you know what we came with a plan but mm-hmm. you know if you want to it's it's your money man mm-hmm. yeah and wah, 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 they lose it I. I would like to know because they don't tell us if the horse that they were originally going to bet on was the one that won. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have sucked. Uh-huh. Oh man, could you imagine? Because seventy-eight thousand dollars in nineteen ninety-two money is one hundred forty-four thousand eight hundred ten cents. Oh uh, my god! And I know, oh, sorry, and ninety-two cents. It's oh my god! Uh, in twenty twenty-one, so that's a lot of money. That's more than a hundred grand. Yeah, one hundred forty-four, almost on one and a half. Right? That's crazy. Wow. That could buy you a house in the States. Mm, yeah, yeah, it can. In the States. In the States. <laughs> yeah. yes. In the Midwest, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not in Canada. Uh, Not in Canada. But you could oh, put a man. down payment in Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they go home, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's really, he's really sad because he lost all that money. And Tony tells Buzz that he felt that wind or the rush he felt when he was high. Yeah. And he he recognizes that this is a problem. And he says he's gonna be going to Gamblers Anonymous the next day. And it's interesting to hear him talk about his phrase because a lot of mm-hmm. addicts have, you know, chasing the dragon or, mm-hmm. or stuff like that. So I'm glad that he's at a point in his life where he can recognize that he could have this problem, even though Buzz yeah. should have known this earlier with yeah. gambling anyway. I th- well, it's a known thing, right? There's there. What was it in season one where Tony was talking about like, how most addicts either take up smoking or gambling mm. or sex. Yep. Yep. Like he yeah. knows, yep. he knows this is one of the three things that are, is really easily uh, a replacement for drugs and alcohol. And he still goes anyways. Yeah. I think he just, he needed that something else or he would have gone crazy yeah. and then maybe gone back to drugs. I don't know. Maybe he knew that he needed something. He needs a friend group. He, he doesn't does. have a friend group. Yeah. He has his family. <laughs> Which are not the best influence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I know, I know it's played for last, but it, it is really, really good to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Then he goes, then, you know, Nick comes home and he asks, you know, how much uh, money did you lose? And he's like, just $10. And I think mm-hmm. that was, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. He's not wrong either because no, he only not. showed up with $10, like we yeah, mentioned and- before. And Buzz is saying that it was only their money for a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just there for the. The fun. They had temporary custody of it. Yes. That's yeah, I like that. But you, yeah, you can see on Tony's face him like trying to remind himself that it was only $10 before mm-hmm. he says it to Nick. Right. Like mm-hmm. you can see the like wheels turning of him being like, I lost 78,000. No, that wasn't mine. I went with $10. Like mm-hmm. I'm where I was before minus $10. That's it. It's a good, it is a good, that was like a really well acted scene. Like I, yeah, I yeah. really appreciate it from anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Nick goes upstairs and goes into Blossom's giant closet. <laughs> I want that closet. <laughs> the, the biggest walk-in closet I've ever seen. Right. And, uh, you know, he has a heart to heart with her and he apologizes, you know, for adding pressure to the situation, which he shouldn't have done in mm-hmm. the first place and lets her know that it's just a test and that he loves her anyways. Mm-hmm. One thing he said, which I don't love, and I know he thinks he's parenting, but she's like, well, I'll never be accepted to Harvard or Yale or whatever she says. And Nick drops this line is like, well, you know, if they're not going to accept you based on this, then they don't deserve to have you like it, it. It feels like he's shunting the responsibility off of the what he did, which was like mm-hmm. put a bunch of pressure. Yeah. And that feels on like his daughter. It, that's, that's a line that you say when like the boy you like, doesn't like you back. Right. That's what you say to your kid. Like they don't deserve you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're dumb, dumb, but like Harvard and Yale are very clearly Harvard and Yale. If Yale sees an SAT with a zero on it. Yeah. No, it's, you don't deserve to be there. Fair. Yeah. That is fair. That's literally <laughs> how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so, so six and Joey end up going to the closet after uh, Nick leaves uh, to mm-hmm. cheer her up and wah, 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 they get locked in the closet because Nick is a terrible handyman. Uh, but before then, I, I like that Joey ends up going and talking to Blossom because he heard mm-hmm. that she's sad and that's, yeah. he's becoming so much more brotherly than we've seen in the last mm-hmm. two seasons. And that's adorable. I yeah. like this Joey more than yeah. the creepy Joey. I, I do need to point out, um, a line here that like the Woody Allen references mm-hmm. has aged incredibly oh, yeah. poorly 
So <laughs> six asks like how Nick responded to Blossom, and she's like, "Oh, he said all the right things." Blah blah blah. And she says it's like he took a Cosby pill. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> that just has aged so so poorly on so many levels, <laughs> right? There are so many things that he could have done to be like Cosby, but he specifically took a pill. Yeah. And I know at the time it was like a perfectly cute, fine reference, but just Uh in a 2021 context. Oh, Oh, it's bad. We know so much now. Yeah. So, so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other thoughts on this last scene of them fixing or helping um, cheer up? Blossom. I want that closet. Yeah, it's yep. really nice. Nick is trying. <laughs> Nick's trying to be a, like a good dad, but he never really apologizes for putting a bunch of pressure on her. Like he never yeah. apologizes for that part of what he did. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I don't like. Yeah. Hopefully, he apologizes for locking them into the closet as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better go to university. I'm too poor to get a locksmith. Exactly. Or just fixing the door. Oh my God. The the handles aren't hard. Anyway. No. (laughs) We are done the episode. (laughs) Um, But before we get to a new segment, another new segment, let's go with outfit of the week. Mal, what's your outfit? Do you have one? I do. I chose Six's second outfit. So she has these like high-waisted pink Bermuda shorts with a black belt, a white t-shirt, this black cardigan that has orange, pink, and white like beading all over it. And it like mm-hmm. <laughs> when she moves, it goes click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> it was very festive. <laughs> it was very festive. And then she has her black leggings and black cowboy boots. And her hair is down and swoopy and swoopy and wonderful. <laughs> nice, nice. Jen? Yeah. So mine was actually one of the kids in the testing room. Um, so it was the first guy, uh, Marsden. So he's wearing this white sweater. That's the only thing we can see, but he's wearing a white sweater and it has this pattern on it that looks halfway between like colorful music notes and sort of Tetris or like Mm -hmm. an SOS, like Braille sort of pattern. I don't know exactly what it is. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was a neat pattern and I liked it. Cute. And I went with Joey this week because he had this amazing test taking outfit with the, you know, the acid wash jeans, mm-hmm. a lime green shirt with a white collar or maybe a white t-shirt underneath. I couldn't really tell. Uh, and then as the fashion of the day, he had an unbuttoned long sleeve shirt, but one that was like super colorful and had this Mandela type uh, pattern on it, mm. which I really liked. And I sort of want that shirt, but if it's not, I don't know if it would fly today. It just <laughs> looks nice. Anyway, we do have another new segment of the week and that is the quote of the week that allows uh Note our favorite quotes without bogging down the main discussion. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, you know, I'm going to go first because I know Jen tried to steal mine last time. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Joey. Well, the thing is right now, everybody thinks you're really stupid. So the pressure's off. The opposite thing happened to me. Everyone thought I'd fail. So I aced it. Hey, Jen, what do you, what's your favorite quote <laughs> of this episode? You want one of mine, Jen? I have two. You no, because mine is, my quote is actually the line that follows this. Okay. Ah, yeah. Um, so I, I believe it's blossom who says, if this is what being smart is like, I want to graze in the land of the dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Nice. Um, Al? so yeah, so I have two kind of, so the first one is just when six kept opening up the book and screaming, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. right at the beginning, because Jenna Bonoy trying not to laugh was adorable. Yeah. And the like one that's actually a quote, cause I don't think you can call screaming a quote was when joey said the entire test is multiple guests (laughs) yep yep that was good uh we do also we both keep uh lesson of the week around as well but it's going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. uh instead of asking each other what it is we're going to see if there is one for you this episode um so it's more of a do you have one rather than a what is it so mallory do you have a lesson of the week yeah, uh, so we already talked about it a little bit, but it's okay to fail. Like, you don't need to be perfect. The world won't implode if you're imperfect. Uh, and this is, like I said, something that I'm working on. So it mm. was a very, a very relevant le- lesson for me. For sure. Mm-hmm. Jen? Yeah, mine was a, a parent lesson, which is, you know, don't pressure your child into supporting your entire family. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys uh, took both of mine. So I guess... Uh, <laughs> 
I don't have to explain it. Um, <laughs> before um, we go, I, I want to know what you, if you, if we're going to rate this out of, hmm, let's say five, five crackers, <laughs> five test taking crackers, <laughs> uh, what would you give it? Uh, Mel? Uh, so I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was a solid episode. Um, I really liked the twist of Blossom being like super confident. And then mm-hmm. as soon as she opens the test, just like completely freezing. And I thought the pacing felt really good. Like this seemed to be a much like quicker paced episode than what we've seen before. It, it just kind of flew by to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jen? Um, I gave it a three again. I really like what it covered. And I think it having anxiety and all of that was super, super relevant. I want to see a Tony storyline that isn't directly related to him being an addict, addict mm-hmm. of some kind, like it, it, it's been a year and a half. Like, I know this was a way of like trying to give him something else to do, but he just fell into another addiction. Like give him a real something else to do. Yeah. You know, I I agree with that um, sentiment. That's why I gave it a four is because it's weird that they would even do this. Like, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I feel like even though we don't like buzz, I don't think he would have done this to his grandson. I don't think so either. That that seems out of, out of place. And it's just like the writer's room was like, well, we need these two people to have uh, something to do this week. Let's do this. Although it was played for less and it was pretty funny. And there was a little bit of a lesson at the end, but yeah, just just, we get it. He's an addict. Like let's, let's all move on. Let's move on from it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh, We will be back in two weeks. Remember we're Mm -hmm. moving on to the every other week uh, thing. And next week we're going to be doing hot for teacher. Ooh, creepy. Don't stand so. Don't stand so. Don't stand so close, close to me. Are we talking about Glee next week? We'll find no. out in two weeks. Ew, let's not. <laughs> Let us <Yeah>. not. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for coming and listening to us. Thank you guys for talking about Blossom. And we will see you guys in a few. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, the sun is going to surely shine.
Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.